This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Okay, so I'm going to jump into it. I don't, I don't like to go too far. I'm a very practical preacher, so I'm going to give you the one, two, and the three, and we're going to get out of here, and we're going to have fun, and we're going to go eat, and we're going to enjoy the rest of our day, but we're going to allow God first to speak to our hearts. Amen? So right there where you are, can you just close your eyes? Can you bow your heads and, and, and just take a moment here? Father God, we give you thanks. Thank you, Lord, for just the opportunity and, and the privilege that you allow us to be in your house one more time. Father, thank you, Father, for just uh, allowing us to worship you, Father. We have worshiped you in spirit and in truth, and we, we feel your presence already in this place. Thank you, Father, for this amazing church that is impacting the community. And we ask, God, that right now that you would speak to our hearts and speak to our minds, that we could be obedient to your word, and that you, Father God, would just uh, sow in us, Father, what we need, Father. Let it be you. Let it not be I, Father. Use my lips, my voice, my mind, my soul. Father, to speak your word, and, and that today that the seed will fall on good soil, and that we'll be able to get fruit in it, Father. Today, we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said, amen, and amen. And my, my brother, where'd you go? I needed you on the keys, man. You're going to make me sound extra spiritual. So can you jump up here real quick? Can you give him a hand to the piano player? What's his name? Wes, just make me sound extra spiritual this morning. Amen. I need you up here. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. It's an amazing story I want to share with you this morning. I, I promise you, you're going to get something out of it. And if you don't, then we'll speak after and I'll help you get something out of it. Amen. But 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read from the church planner's Bible. That is the ESV. Amen. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to read out the English Standard Version. Uh, so if, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if your version's a little different, that's okay. It's going to go right up on the screens, and it says like this. It says, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. It says, Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, You know your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Verse 2. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me. What have you in your, in your house? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Verse 3. And then he said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors. Empty the vessels and not too few. In other words, get a lot of them. Verse 4. And then go and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from, from went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons and she poured and as she poured they brought the vessels to her verse 6 and when the vessels were full she said to her son bring me another vessel and he said to her there is not another the oil has stopped flowing verse 7 then she came to the told the man of God and she said go and sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on the rest incredible story right here we find a woman who is in despair a woman going through an, a, a hardship a woman who has just lost her husband and she is finding herself having to make a difficult decision have you ever found yourself having to make a difficult decision in your life have you ever found yourself right there in the parking lot of the jack-in-the-box counting every penny from your ashtray just trying to get 99 cents for two tacos amen have you been there is it just me because I've been there plenty of times but have you been there well, you're just like, I just need 99 cents to get two tacos from Jack in the Box because I'm starving. Have you been there? We have all been in time of need. 
We have all been in times of despair. We have all gone through things. We have all been through problems. And here is this woman who has just lost her husband. Her life has been turned upside down. And the creditors are coming. Let's just call them the IRS for right now because the IRS don't play. Amen? This guy don't play. He's going to come take away the girl, the, the two boys. He's going to make them his slaves. And he's saying, hey, pay me my money. Pay me my money. Give me what you owe me. And this woman right here is going, what do I do? What do I do? What am I going to do at this moment? But she knew to do one thing. And the one thing that the Bible shows me and the word and the scripture shows me is that she knew who to go to. Let me tell you something. Point number one, write this down. God knows your problems. God already knows your problems. He knows your hardships. He knows that you're sitting on the corner trying to get 99 cents to buy two tacos from Jack in a Box. He knows that you're trying to make life decisions. Do I pay my gas or do I eat? He knows that you're going through things and situations in your life. God knows your problems. But here's the thing you need to understand. In those problems, who do you go to? In those times of hardships, who are you running to? In those times of difficulties, who are you sharing that with? This woman knew one thing and one thing only. She ran to church and found the man of God and said, I need help. Let me tell you something this morning. The fact that you're here on Sunday morning and saying, God, I know where to go. I am coming to your house and I need help. You are my refuge. Come on, somebody, make some noise. You are in this house seeking his help, seeking his help, seeking his guidance. And you are saying, God, you already know my problems. You know what I'm going through. There is nothing that you can do that can surprise God. There is nothing that you can do that you can just catch God off guard. God knows your problems. I want you to tell someone next to you and smile and say, hey, God already knows your problems. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. God knows what you're going through. God knows the hardships. And she, here she is. Her husband is dead. Her two sons are about to get taken away from her. And the prophet, he does something that really just, it shakes me up and, and it shows me something in his word. And he asks her two very simple questions. Go with me one more time. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 2. And Elisha said to her, look at the first question. What shall I do for you? And then he follows it up with the second question and he says, tell me, what have you in your house? You know, sometimes we are expecting God to just send out a confirmation or send out an answer. And you know what we get most of the time? A question. How many times have we sat there and go, God, give me an answer. Give me an answer. And here's God saying, hey, let me ask you a question first. Let me, let me ask you something about yourself. Let me ask you, what is in your house? What do you have? What do you want me to do? And here's, and here's why I bring this up. Because many times we are saying, God, look at me. And we're trying to throw God the blame for our decisions. We're trying to throw God the blame for the things that we have done. You see, we were the ones that made the decision, so we need to pay with the consequences. I know you don't want to hear that this morning, but that's the reality. And then we come before God and we say, God, look at what's going on. And here's God saying, well, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to talk to you, but you ain't listening. I'm trying to speak to you, but you just ain't hearing me. 
And then he follows it up with the second question, and he says, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your life? I want you to understand this this morning. If you don't get anything from my message, I want you to hear this, and I want you to understand this. This is God speaking to you. You see, what you're looking for in your life is maybe something external, where God is saying, what I have placed inside of you is already internally ready for you to bring out to the external. Listen to me for a second. So the woman looks at the prophet, and, he's, and she says, ain't got much. Just a little vessel. Just a little, little pot of oil. I, I, I don't have anything. But there was something of significance in her that she said, oh, oh you know, all I have is a, all I have is a, little, a little pot of oil in my house. You see, the significance in that was that her husband was a man of God. He served the prophet's house. And that little vessel, that little jar of oil was used to anoint people, to bless people, to declare a blessing over them. And here is God saying, listen, you cry out to me. You're looking for answers. I already know your problems. The problem is, do you not know that I have already deposited inside of you the miracle? You just need to give birth to it. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it again. You are looking to me, but I have already deposited inside of you what you need in your miracle. You just need to give birth to it. And the woman looks at the prophet. I'm assuming she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, what do you have in your house? And she, the prophet replies, now take that oil. Go with your sons. Ask to borrow every vessel you can find. And watch God work a miracle in your life. The second thing I want you to understand, write this down, number two. The second thing I want you to understand is this. Understand this. That God will release in your hands the miracle and the multiplication. That God will release in your hands the miracle and the multiplication. You see, we all have giftings inside of us. You just need to discover them. Growth track class number two. I expect you to be there, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Amen. Get to growth track. You will discover the purpose of which God has created you for. So in your hands, God will release the miracle and the multiplication. She just needed to take a step of faith. And understand that at this moment, there is a crossroads. Will she be obedient? Or will she doubt? How many times have we doubted God? How many times have we questioned God and said, God, it's because I don't know. I feel like I can do it better than you can. Hallelujah. Lord, help us. Lord, I can do it better than that. There was a young man who was walking through the woods. And he's looking at the beauty of God and saying, wow, incredible mountains and incredible trees and incredible lake here. But he's looking and going, but God, I just don't understand you sometimes. Why is it that you do certain things? I feel like you kind of screwed up in your creation. I could have done things differently. Because he saw all of a sudden these huge pumpkins. And these huge pumpkins on the ground had small little vines and twigs. And then he saw next to it this huge, amazing tree with strong, long branches and he saw that the huge enormous strong tree only produced small little nuts and he's saying God this is what I'm talking about I don't get you how is it that this huge pumpkin is on the ground with small weak little vines but this enormous tree glorious tree with strong branches only produces small little nuts come on God explain it to me I don't understand you and he waited and he waited nothing happened he didn't hear God's voice and then like a good Hispanic that he was, he said, God, I'm going to take a little siesta. Hallelujah. 
And all my Latinos said amen. And, uh, <laughs> and he laid under the tree. And he said, God, when you have the answer for me, wake me up. Well, he fell asleep for five minutes and he woke right up because a nut hit him right in the head. Like, pow! Now imagine if God would have made the pumpkins on the trees and the nuts on the ground. Amen. You see, sometimes we think we are smarter than God and we have things figured out. And God's saying, listen, I do things for a purpose. You go through a trial for a purpose. You go through a problem through a purpose. But I never give you something without an answer. And the miracles already have been released inside of you. And now it's time for you to give birth and multiply. Come on, somebody. Make some noise in the house of the Lord. God will release it. So here is the woman that now has the task of having to walk around and start asking people for a vessel. Can you just imagine her for one second? Can you just imagine her asking her neighbors? Um, Miss CG, uh, like this vessel right here. What are you doing with this vessel, Miss CG? Oh, it's Tupperware. Oh, Tupperware is good. It's a, it's a good kind. Hallelujah. Uh, are you using this? Are you using this vessel? Now you can take it. Well, what do you what do you need with the vessel? God's gonna do a miracle. Oh, okay, sure. You know, God, God, God's God's gonna do some multiplication. Yeah, girl, go ahead, take it. Yeah, you you're all right. Take it. I asked myself the other day, why would God? ask you to go borrow something or why would God ask you or make you to go ask for vessels and it became clear to me what God was doing you see God sometimes has to stretch out your faith and start saying hey listen the only way you're going to testify to people is for you to start sowing seeds in faith and you don't have to have it all together for you to start sharing with people what God is doing you see, in her brokenness, in her need, in her despair, she became a vessel for God to be able to start sharing the good news. I'm telling you this morning, some of us are just waiting for our lives to be 100% together for us to share the gospel. I'm telling you right now, don't wait for it to be 100% together. In your despair, in your moment of weakness, even in your sin, don't worry, God's going to take that away. But wherever you are, let God use you because that is a place where God has put you. Come on, somebody. Make some noise in the house. Come on, somebody. So the woman is in the house with her two sons, and, and she starts saying, give, give me some vessels. And she starts pouring out the oil. And the oil starts all of a sudden multiplying. I want you to understand something that is going on. I didn't share this with my OC campus in, in, in Spanish. I, I want to share this with you this morning. Because God told me I need to share this with somebody. And look at the importance of what she did. She went into a closed room, and she only allowed her two sons to go into that room. This tells me you don't need to let everybody see what God is going to do in your life. Sometimes you need to close the door and only bring in the certain people who are going to lift you up. You don't got to share your business with everybody. You just got to share your business with God. Let God make the miracle in your life. Amen? There are some doors in your life that you need to close. And there are some people in your life that you got to say, hey, listen, I need you to wait behind this door for me real quick. You don't need to see this. You don't need to experience this. This is for me. This is for me. God is doing this for me. God is going to bring a multiplication for me in my life. And so she closed the doors behind her. And it was just her and her two sons. I can imagine that first moment when she started to pour out the oil from the vessel. And her saying, okay, Lord, uh, this is all I got. I don't know what I'm going to do. But this, you said you're going to do it. And you have to understand the miracle was already in her hands. 
Now the multiplication process is going to happen. This whole month and all three campuses, we've been speaking about the power of multiplication. I'm telling you this morning, whatever you give to God, whatever seed you may have, as little as it be, God only needs a smart vessel. And whatever small vessel you have, whatever little oil you have, God will multiply. Let me tell you why. It wasn't the oil that was in there. It was the anointing of God that was going to be multiplied in her life. I'm telling you this morning, it's not just the seed that you have in your life. It's the anointing of God that is going to multiply in your life. And the oil inside that jar and the oil inside of you is the anointing that God has. You may not have much in your life, but you have the anointing. You may have problems, but you have the anointing. You may have difficulties, but you have the anointing. Come on, somebody you have the anointing you may not have much it may be a small vessel it may be a small seed it may be very little but God says that little something I can turn it into a multiplication and anointing so you may be looking at your finances this Sunday morning going, God, uh, uh, 30 days I've been sowing. God, 30 days uh, I've, been, I've been tithing. God, 30 days I've been believing in, in God. And God's saying, hey, listen, whatever little, don't worry, I'm about to multiply it. And don't expect it for, to come from the outside. It comes from the inside, from where you believe, from where you pray, from where you seek God. It was in the privacy of her home. It was in the privacy and the intimacy of her life that she started to see a multiplication happen. You see, we have this concept of the society that tells you multiplication is for you to show everybody else. Live like a baller. <laughs> you got you to be able to flash that money. You got to be able to flash God's goodness. No, you don't. Because the multiplication doesn't happen for everybody else. It happens in the intimacy. And when you're seeking God and when you're being faithful to God, even when the results aren't there, you continue to believe and continue to pray and to seek God and in prayer and worship and say, God, I believe it because the anointing is enough. And if we have his anointing, the anointing will take us to the multiplication. So God will release in your hands the miracle and the multiplication. And finally, point number three, write this down. I'm very practical. I don't like to go too far. I'm, I'm going to just give you the one, two, and three, and we're out of here. The third thing is this, that when God gives his provision, he gives it in abundance. God gives provision and in abundance. God gives his provision and in abundance. So look at what happens. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And she poured out, they brought the vessels to her. And when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. Then the oil stopped flowing. Here is where God spoke to my life. And I hope he speaks to yours too. God can only bring multiplication where there are vessels who are hungry and thirsty for him. Where there are full vessels, where there are vessels who will no longer have hunger or thirst, there cannot be a multiplication. But where there are vessels, where there are people 
where there are souls who are hungry and thirsty for him, God can continue to pour out of his anointing. God can continue to pour out of his multiplication. It's where there is hunger and thirst that God moves. Tell your neighbor, I'm hungry and thirsty this morning. Amen. You need God in your life. You want God in your life. You need to be hungry and thirsty. You don't have to be full and perfect to say, God, okay, now use me. Okay, God, now bless me. Okay, God, now help me. No, you need to be hungry and thirsty and broken to allow God to fill up your life because it is in there in your thirst and in your hunger that God sees your soul and says, here is a person that I can use. He is not perfect. He is not well, but it's okay because my anointing will come in him and he will now give out what I have put inside of his life. Come on, somebody. Give him a praise for that this morning. So God... God gives his provision and in abundance. It kept flowing and flowing and flowing until it stopped. And I want you to understand and hear how the story ends one more time. 2 Kings chapter 4 and in verse 7. And says, so she came and told the man of God, Elisha, the prophet. And he said, go, sell the oil, pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. Look at the abundance of God. Look at the multiplication that just happened in front of you. Look at what just happened here. Here she is filling up all these vessels of oil. But you see, it wasn't just any oil. It was the best kind of oil. It was the supernatural oil. How much does a good perfume cost? Dior, how much does Dior cost? Come on, ladies. 100 bucks, 100 bucks if you buy it at the swap meet. Hey, man, hallelujah. It's Dora, not Dior. <laughs> if you go buy it at South Coast Plaza, you're going to be like $200. Can you imagine the price that she put on that oil? Because it wasn't just any oil. Listen, this is where you need to get smart. She went out and put her little stand out, and she said, come one, come all. Come buy the jar of oil, but this ain't any, any ordinary oil. This has been multiplied, sanctified. This has been given by the one and only and true king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, our one and only father. Can someone give him praise for that this morning? And she was not only able to pay the debt, but to live the rest of her life in abundance with her sons. That is multiplication. When you allow God to multiply it in your life. She didn't have it together. She wasn't perfect. She was in despair. And she had a choice. I'm telling you this morning, you have a choice. There is multiplication already inside of you. You just got to allow God to, to use you. Stand to your feet one second this morning. 21 minutes down. I apologize if I went too far. Hallelujah. Let me share something with you. You can, you can turn it up a little bit. 
You see this wedito up here? He never had it all together, and I still don't have it all together. And there was a moment in my life where I needed to make some decisions. 2008, 2009, you guys know that our economy crashed, and it crashed hard. I was working as a project engineer. I worked construction in my life in the beginning part of my 20s. And I was on my way on my career path to being promoted, but the economy did what it did. I lost my job. It was also the year that I was supposed to, or I was going to marry my wife. I lost my job, drained my savings, and I looked at her and I said, hey, we are getting married. My mom and my dad didn't raise no, no son who quits. I will figure out a way. So I called all my friends, and one of my friends who owns a gardening business, gardener, I said, hey, do you have any work for me? And he said, Manny, you, you know, you're, you're an engineer. You, you do things on, on paper and drive. I said, I, I need work. I want to get married. I made a promise to this woman. I will see that promise through. Whatever you can give me. And so he gave me a job as a gardener. As a landscape design, I did some landscape design, but also cutting grass and going around. He's like, hey, listen, I can give you four hours of you having to cut grass and the other four hours, get some clients and you can design landscapes for them. I said, okay, deal. I need a job. And on one of those job sites, it was almost four in the afternoon. I'd been up since five in the morning, had not ate. I was hungry. And I was sitting in the parking lot of the Jack in the Box, trying to come up with 99 cents to buy two tacos that day. I found the 99 cents. I walked in. The gentleman at the counter looked at me and said, hey, young man. I said, hey, man, two tacos, please. And he looked at me. He's like, man, you're hungry. I'm like, hey, two tacos and a, and a cup of water. I didn't want to call my fiance and be like, hey, girl, can you, you know, can you hook me up? Your man out here starving, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah, I had a little bit of, you know, that Latino, hey, we, we got to make it happen. You know how it is, Deacon. We got to make it happen. And so I gave the man 99 cents. And for whatever reason, something inside of him sparked and said, well, He's looking at me, and he doesn't want to take my money all of a sudden. He's like, well, tell me about you. I'm like, well, uh, working as a gardener right now. I lost my job. I'm also an associate pastor of my church. And he looked at me, he's like, your church don't pay you. I'm like, they ain't got the funds to pay me. But I serve in the kingdom. And, uh, and I believe that whatever we do, God will multiply. God will use that, what you have. I didn't come to him in a suit and a brand new Mercedes and say, look at, look at the goodness of the Lord. In my brokenness. Dudes, grass, boots, grass stains, dirt all over my t-shirt. And he looked at me and said, can you pray for me? I said, of course I can. Extended my hands, prayed for the young man right there. His name is Carlos. Still remember him. Anaheim Hills. Prayed with him. He said, I'll get you food. He's like, hey, pastor, but I'm not going to just give, I'm going to hook you up with the combo. I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Can you, make it a, can you make it a large? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he came and brought me my food. Check this out. I'm telling you my multiplication. Check this out. Gave me my food. I gave him a dollar. Gave him my food. Then he comes over and he gives me a card. It was a jack-in-the-box gift card. And he said, hey, Pastor, I know you're going through, through a season in your life, but it don't, won't always be like this. He goes, I, I went ahead and put 100 bucks on this jack-in-the-box gift card for you. 
That is why I saw, sorry. That is why I saw God's word fulfill. Hundredfold. Hundredfold in my life. I gave him 99 cents. He gave me back 100. And he said, whenever you stop by here, just ask for me. I want to keep blessing you with gift cards. I don't have a lot, but I can keep giving you gift cards. This is out of my own money. Here's 100 bucks. Get food whenever you need it, Pastor. I'm telling you this morning. You may just have a little jar of oil, but whatever you have, whatever little seed you have, whatever you got, it is not that. It is the anointing that is inside of you that God will use to bring multiplication. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. So this morning, if you are believing in that multiplication, if you are believing in God's goodness, if you are believing that God will supply all of your needs, and if you are hungry for that anointing in your life, I want you to raise your hands to the heavens. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to worship, and then I'm going to come back and make an invitation. But I want you to raise your hands. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week, and stay awesome and be blessed.